there comes a testing time. There comes a time. This was the time that Elijah was tested. This was the time that his mouth caught. He had no nets. He no longer had nets. He had no longer. Listen, either you're going to stand or you're going to fall. Either you're going to sink or you're going to swim. Amen. Either you're going to, this is, this is something that's the Lord or it's not the Lord. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. So even when you say that, what I think of is the why. Because a lot of times, the same thing we talked about with Moses last week, is that when I focus too much on right now, we're human, we saw this earlier too, we're fallible, right? Like we're gonna mess up, we're gonna make mistakes. I make a million mistakes a day, I promise you that, right? Like that's facts on facts on facts. The, the thing is, is that Elijah did something similar to what Moses did when he started looking at what everybody else was expecting and not what the a traditional or how he usually talks to God. Because so think about it. <laughs> Amen. What is the reason for signs and wonders? Science. Who is that for? That's not for us. It's not for the person that talks and walks with him in the cool of the day. It's, it's for, for the, the it's for the non-believer. It's for the person that needs to know that God that God is real. Amen. Right? So the last thing that Elijah did before this point was he had fire come down from the heavens. Yeah. God through him had fire come down from the heavens right before this, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not where God talks to Elijah. That's not how me and you talk though. I'm doing that for them. I'm doing that to show them who God is. You and me already know. You already know who I am. We have these conversations already. Mm -hmm. So why did you expect me in the fire? Or why did you expect me in the grand production? Mm, mm, you mm. should have expected me in the, in the whisper. whisper. Because that's how we normally talk, right? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't he just do, and I know we, we get somewhere with this, y'all. This is how we do. We sit there and we, we gotta just. got to break the bread down. We just be breaking it down a little bit. Let me Dial see if it. I can you gotta just. Let the, you got to let the bread marinate. You got sometimes when you're cooking, you know, you got to let the food marinate sometimes. Got to let it marinate. You got to let it. But watch this. Weren't we talking about shifts last week? I'm going to get right here. I'm going to go back into the fire and all that. But weren't we talking about shifts? Now, Elijah just went and did this grand finale. I mean, what did he do? He sat there and he challenged the prophets of Baal. And he said, let's see whose God is going to answer us. First, let's see, is, is your God going to answer? Is my God going to answer? And he did this huge, huge Mocking thing. them and everything. Maybe his, maybe it's, maybe your God's sleeping. Maybe he's sleeping he's, because the prophets of Baal went to try to call on their gods and they were even cutting themselves. Mm -hmm. They were doing all of this stuff to try to, whatever it is that they try to conjure up their spirits, whatever it was, and there was no answer. There was nothing. And he was mock. I mean, he was so confident. Right. He was so confident in, in himself. What happened to you? You know, sometimes you, you get to that point where you're so confident and you know what God is saying. And then all of a sudden things shift. Now, I, I, I want to I wanna go somewhere with this. 
He's sitting there and he had such a major production. And what you got to understand is in the prophetic, this was Mount Carmel. In the prophetic, that will be uh, your time of going forth without your um, spiritual leaders vetting your word, without your pastor saying, yeah, you can go ahead and da-da-da-da, without this, that, and the other. you just going to have to stand up there and speak the word once, you know, you go through the body and all of that, and you got you got checks and balances, and you got different ones and all of that. But it comes to a place that you can no longer vet with the next person. You used to vet with them. The, the scripture says, turn around. There's going to be a time you're going to look to the left and the right. And it's going to say, where are your teachers? And you're just going to have to step out in what you know. You're going to have to step out in what you learned in first grade, second grade, third grade. And you're going to have to stand up in fourth grade. Stand up in junior high in what you learned in elementary. You're going to have to stand up in high school what you learned in junior high and in college and what you learned in high school and so on and so forth. There comes a testing time. There comes a time. And this was the time, this was the time that Elijah was tested. This was the time that his mount caught. He had no nets. He no longer had nets. He had no long, listen, either you're going to stand or you're going to fall. Either you're going to sink or you're going to swim. Yeah. Amen. Either you're going to, this is good. This is something that's the Lord or it's not the Lord. And I remember a time like this in my life. And, um, I had been, I was in prophetic school, apostolic school, and I, I've been vetting what God was laying on me. I, I was home. He brought me home. He, I was out of the corporate world, out of the church world. And I was just home and I was like Elijah sitting at the river Cherith. All I, I did all day was eat the, 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 what was it? The ravens was bringing the meat and the, the, the water was right there at the river. And all I did was just, you know, we understand this means supernaturally. So you're just getting that download from him every day. And the Lord begins to train you in secret like this. He begins to train you in the backside of the desert. He begins to train you in the closet. And then you have a time of coming with the, those in the body of Christ that you now you're in checks and balances. And, you know, you may have a senior prophet or a senior person over you. But this is a time, Mount Carmel is a time of coming into office. Amen. And so we understand he came into a specific place. There was a shift. He was in his season. He was in his time. And he did. He sat there and he called down the fire. The fire came and lapped up the sacrifice. My God, and lapped up the water. And all the prophets of Baal got killed and slaughtered and all of that. How can you come off such a high and turn around and run? Why? Because there is a shift. And you're sitting here, you're thinking that this thing is going to happen in one way. And because you've always been used to it. You've been used to it that way all your life. You've been a fighter all your life. You've been the one to sit there and defend people all your life. When you was in school, you saw them picking up, picking on that nerd, you know, the bullies and stuff, sitting there picking up on the one that was smaller than them. And you sat there and said, you know what? Take me on. Why are you picking on him? Come and pick on somebody your own size and you was the one to sit there and put up your dukes and defend 
defend uh, the people that couldn't defend themselves. Uh, and you've been a fighter all your life. And God's trained you in one way. Uh, and now he's saying, uh, but I need you to hear my voice. Uh, Elijah, I understand that you're used to the, the, the loudness and you're used to the thunder and you're used, you're used to the earthquake and you're used to all of these things, the storm. But now I need you to hear that inner witness. And I also need you to do something else, Elijah. Oh, my, my, my. I'm going to bring this up. You're going to need to hear me through the body. You're going to need to hear me in that sweet, small voice. And you're going to need to hear me through the body of Christ. And that's the another piece of it oh, is God. who are you listening? It all goes back to Genesis. I don't care what part of the Bible we in. I don't care what part of your life that you in. It always goes back to when the sin came in, the first thing God asked Adam was, who told you that? So when you look at Elijah and you look at where he's at right now, he sees he's, he's, he's afraid, he's running, Jezebel's out to get me, she's going to kill me, da-da-da-da. And like you said, this is right after he done did all of this greatness and now he's afraid. And the question that we got to ask is the same question that God would have asked Adam, right? Who told you that? Because a minute ago, you was the man, bro. It, oh, is your man sleeping? What's going on? You was mocking the same person you were afraid of. You was like laughing in their face just now. So what happened? What changed? Because what we're about to go into is listening to the people around you and getting the confirmation and hearing God's voice from other people. But you have to understand, it's not just God's voice that you're going to hear from other people. And the way you test it is, are you afraid at the end of the day? Are you anxious at the end of the day? What type of spirit, what type of um, fruit are you feeling when you're listening to these people? Because I, I promise you this. The, I could I could get a word from God from the homeless man in front of the McDonald's, and I could also get a, a word of death from the person that's b by the pulpit. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And we got to be careful because just because somebody got sister so and so in front of their name, brother so and so in front of their name, evangelist so and so, prophet so and so, what spirit am I left with? And I promise you, like I said, I've talked to people where I gave them. Where they left me and they felt bad. But then I also have where they left me and they felt God's grace. And they said, yo, hey, what you don't understand what you did. And I'm like, I, I, what did I do? Because it's, as far as I know, I was just that vessel. And at that moment, God's grace and what God wanted me to say to them, they heard. But there's times where Haywood's selfish nature and Haywood's way got into it. So I'm talking from experience. We got to be careful because the same person that can speak life to you is literally the same person that could speak, speak death, death to you. This is... Now, you just hit on something, and like I said, we're going to start getting into the pattern because the pattern does involve the fruit of the Spirit. It involves the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It involves the five-fold ministry. It involves the ministries. Amen? And we're going to get into that. But what I want to talk about is the fact that shifts are going on. I'm trying to come up off of the shifts. And we talked about this last week. But Elijah could have missed this shift, y'all. He could.
could have missed the shift because he was used to, he came off of a high. He came off of a place that God now all of a sudden flipped the script on him. And he says, you're not going to find me in all of that. I know that's what worked for you when you was over there on Mount Carmel, but all of this fire, flood, you know, earthquake, all of that, all of the big grand uh, finale and all, that is not what's going to work for you right now. What's going to work for you is that still small voice. Can somebody say shift? When David wanted to build, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, because I'm, I want to really move into this, I'm going to say this and I'm going to keep flying through this, right? But when David wanted to build God's house, he said, how am I sitting up here in my palace and there's no palace for God? And I want to build this palace. And it, it was right in his heart to do. His heart and his motives was in the right place. And he says, I'm getting ready to build this thing. And he told his prophet, his, his right-hand man, he said, this is what I'm going to do. And his prophet said, hey, that's what you feel in your heart to do? Go ahead and do it. Sounds good to me. But then the Lord hit that prophet and said, no, go tell my man David that it is not for him to do this. Now, what if he would have missed that? Said, no, what do you mean? I'm a fighter. You know, when, they, when I sat up there and had all my victories, they said Saul has slain his... Uh, thousands and David has tens of thousands. I was victorious. God, you know, every time I was getting ready to go up, I said, God, should I go up or should I relent? And you let me know. And I went and I did my thing and I had the victory all the time. What do you mean? It's not for me to build the house. Can somebody say shift? And he said, no, you tell my man, David, it's not for him to build the house. You tell him that it's for his son to come and build the house because his hands are full of blood. Now watch this. I, I struggled with that. Because I said, God, you the same God that David came to when he said, Lord, shall I go up against this foe or should I relent? And God, you told me to go up. And every single time I said this to you and you said, go up, you either said, go up or you said, relent. But I came to you and asked you. And when I went up, I was victorious. You gave the enemy into my hand. And now when I want to build your temple, you're telling me my hands are full of blood. I struggled with it. I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, hold up. That's not making no sense to me because God told him to go up against this enemy in the first place. God didn't say, oh no, you can't go do that because your hand gonna be full of blood. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was a warrior and that he, he was told back then, you gotta realize God said, go out and kill off everything. He said, kill them from the top of them to the bottom of them. Why? Because if you leave anybody in there, they're going to come up and rise. No, do a complete job. So when they were told to go out and to fight and to conquer, they had to kill off everything. And I'm, I'm switching around a little bit, but isn't that what Samuel told uh, Saul? He said, go kill everything. But Saul left, he left some living. He left some of the leaders living. The, God said even the, even the animals, kill them off, everything. And you got to understand what I'm saying to you. You got to flip it and you got to look at the, the shadows and the types and shadows of it. If I leave anything there, it's going to come back. The, if I leave any flesh at all, that flesh is going to rise up. It's got to be killed completely. When Jesus died on the cross, he died completely. It's a complete surrender. It's a complete thing. Amen. 
You can't come back. What is dead is dead. You can't come back in and of yourself. It's dead. That's why a lot of times I tell my children and when they was growing up, uh, when they was little, before they grew up, I said, don't tell me you, 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 you apologize and don't say you just sorry. Mean it. Are you sorry because you got caught or are you real? Is it a change? Is it a repentance of heart? Is it a complete thing? Because you can sit up here and say, I'm sorry just because I got caught. I'm sorry because I, this is an uncomfortable spot for me right now. And I really, I'm uncomfortable and this is what I should say. But is it a, is it a complete repentance? Let me go back. Is it real? Let, is it real? Let me go back. So here we go. I believe God is leading the way he want to lead. So here we go. He said to David, the prophet came to David, David, you can't build my temple. It's your, it's your son that's going to go and build it. Because where you moved in the sword, the spear, the javelin, this weapon, that weapon, blood gushing everywhere. Now your son about to move in love. Now your son is about to move in wisdom. Can somebody say shift? It, all it had to do with was a shift. But we got to get to the place that we are so in tune with God that we are going through the shifts with him. God says when you shift in, I want you to feel the shift. That's why I talked about, uh, I talked a little bit to my husband about it because, you know, it's a difference between driving a stick shift and driving an automatic. When you're driving a stick shift, and I talked to him a little bit after the feed last week, and we was actually in the car. We was in my car. It's an automatic but we were driving and we were talking about it. And I, and I talked to him a little bit. I said, well, babe, how can you feel the difference? And as he was talking to me, he says, did you feel that right there? I said, yeah, I felt, he said, okay, that was a shift. But I would have never known about the shifts unless there was somebody there that was kind of an expert that knew about the shift. They knew when they do it this way, this is what's going to do. They knew when they shift it that way, that's what it's going to do. And I think a lot of us at times are like the people that sitting in the automatic, just cruising along. Ooh, I'm just cruising. And you know what? You don't shift it and you don't even know it. You don't shift it into another gear and you don't even know it. You done shifted into another dimension and you didn't even know it. And God got them portals open before you and the shift is there. And you're like Joshua when the angel was there and Joshua didn't even know who was standing before him. Amen. But I'm going to come up on, on, on off of that. Go back to the other feeds. There's a shift. God, and you know what? The shift ain't finished. He going to keep shifting us. I felt like I went through a shift this morning. I was sitting up in here like, you know, God had to deal with me. My, he used my son to tell me some things. And he was like, I, I was like, I was on the cross. I was over here. Just like I said, your children will tell you stuff. And you got to know if it's the voice of God or not and submit. If he could use a donkey, he can use anybody to tell you something. And I, I had my hands up like this. And I believe what he said to me was the last nail in my hand. Because didn't he say for us to take up our cross and follow him? And what we fail to understand is that when he said take up the cross, he was on the way to the cross. He wasn't walking away from the cross. He was on his way to the cross. Amen. But I want to I wanna get back to the fire and I'm going to let Hayward go. But God's saying there's a shift. I've shifted from 
the warrior into the lover. I've shifted from left to right. And we got to learn how to pick up on his shifts. Amen. Because God said something to me this morning. Now, I said to y'all about the fire that I saw this morning. First, it started off at the beach. It looked like a beach. It looked like water. It looked like the sky. I was leaning on the rock. This was about 20 years ago. The Lord it was on Valentine's Day. And the Lord began to say to me, K, I am the rock. And if you lean on me all the days of your life, my God, I'm going to show up strong for you. I said, yes, Lord. Now, in these last couple of months he came back again and we on the beach but now everything is ablaze i'm ablaze he's ablaze the, the the beach is ablaze the air is ablaze the water is ablaze and this morning he showed me something else i saw the feet walking two pairs of feet walking on the beach side by side this time i saw one gigantic set of feet as a matter of fact, the feet were so big, I only saw one at a time. I said, God, why do feet look so big? The same feet on fire. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, God, what is this? God is saying, this is more than your individual thing. Now, I always have to start with an individual, but he was showing me the body of Christ. He was showing me the mighty giant. He was showing me the mighty giant that's going to rise victorious. And look at it. That foot started out with like little feet walking. And then all of a sudden, it was these big feet. He says, increase is here. The fire is going to increase you. Now, now watch this. He told me a couple of weeks back, he says, embrace the fire. Then he said, hey, what? Stand in the fire. Then he said, Kay, he said, let the fire reveal. Because your flesh will be revealed in the fire. It's the thing that makes you squirm. It's the thing that you is so making you so uncomfortable right now. You just want this thing to be over. Oh, Lord, let me just go make amends. Let me just go do this. Let me go do that. Because, it, my God, this thing, the fire, the fire is burning. That's your flesh. I didn't tell you go do that. Stand on your square. Stand and haven't done all stand. Stand in what I've already placed in you. Because, like I said, I in you and you and in me and we are one. So there's some things that's just going to naturally rise up out of your spirit. You ain't going to have to go to the Bible and flip through 20 chapters. You've been doing this all your life. And the standard has been raised in you. And my God, all you got to do is show up, baby. All you got to do is step your foot in that place. Uh, and either you're going to be quiet or you're going to speak. But whatever you're going to do, it's going to come from the inside. Because hey, we just finished talking about that inward witness. And if you got something, if you got fire going on the inside, guess what? It's going to be fire under wraps. It's going to be power under wraps. And we are going to walk so in sync. When they look at you, they're going to see me. And when they look at me, they're going to see you. I, I in you and you in me for we are one you've learned a little bit more on this road you've learned some things from the past you've been on a journey with God there's been times that it was quiet and you was in your word you spent all day in your word it was a Saturday it was a Sunday and all of a sudden you looked up the sun was coming up and you looked up again the sun was going down and you said oh my god that was just five minutes right no it was a whole day why? Because
because you were so enwrapped with him. God says, come back to your first love. God said, just like Elijah had to run back to his first love. He's asking you to come back to your first love. And what you got to understand is that you ain't going to have to sit up here and be like, was that God? Remember, it's when we are willing to step out, possibly fall, possibly fail, but still getting up, still dusting off, still letting go, and still moving on, that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.